0: Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is June 1st. This is where every weekday morning at 9 a.m. and on the weekends before my kids wake up, we get together, have a little bit of coffee, and get into God's Word. This morning we are at Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Why don't we go ahead and pray and we'll get into God's Word. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Father, we pray that you would bless us as we get into your word. Lord, we pray that you would open our eyes, that you would care for us. Lord, let us understand what you have for us this morning. And may it impact our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was in the house Immediately many gathered together, so there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached to them the word. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they had not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak such blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven you? Or to say, Arise, take up your bed, and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Oh, What a great story for us to start our week off this Monday morning. Well, we always have to ask ourselves, A, what is this about? Well, I would say uh, that in my Bible, I might write something a little bit different than the title, right? The title that the New King James Version gives is A Paralytic is Healed. And yes, that's what Jesus does, but I don't think that's necessarily why Mark wrote this. Yes, Jesus is able to heal, but what's the real thing that's being taught here? Jesus has the power to forgive sins you might even say Jesus heals the paralytic because he has the power to forgive sins do you you see where I'm getting that there I'd love to I'd love to start this conversation feel free to let me know down in the comments how would you write that sentence? How does Jesus healing the paralytic go together with Jesus being able to forgive sins? How do those two come together? How do they mesh? How do they, how do they line up? Well, we just read through a few bits of the story here and we see that Jesus is teaching in a house. The house is filled with people who are eager to hear about Jesus' teaching. The house is so full that people can't even get inside the door. And so what happens? Some men take their friend and, and they, are, they are concerned about their friend and they know that Jesus can heal their friend. And so what do they do? They go up onto the roof and they start digging out the roof. And you can imagine Jesus sitting there and, and the debris starting to fall down from the roof. And as they look up, they see the light of the sun shine through the roof and a shadow of a figure being let down from the roof. And what does Jesus say to them? It's, it's amazing what, Jesus, what verse 5 says. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Son, your sins are forgiven you. What beautiful words from Jesus and so I'm just going to go ahead right here. and I'm, That's going to be one of the verses I underline in my Bible. I'm going to, actually, I'm going to underline all of verse 5 there. Right? He, he forgives him of his sins. He sees their faith. And he pronounces that assurance of pardon. Not everybody likes that, though, right? The scribes don't understand how Jesus, a man, can forgive sins. They don't understand how Jesus, a person in the flesh, can tell someone, I forgive your sins. Remember, you had to go to the temple for that. You had to go and you had, you had to go up Mount Jerusalem and you had to go all the way up there and you had to offer your sacrifices. You had to offer your bowls. You had to go through the provided sacrifices where the priest would lay your burnt offering, your, your sin offering, and you had to put your hands on that sin offering and someone had to die or something had to die to take away your sin. Only God could do that. And so they're reasoning with this in their hearts. How, how is he able to say this? Right? Why does this man, bla- man speak blasphemies like this? It's interesting, though, this, these don't come out of their mouths. It's what they're thinking in their hearts. And Jesus perceives what they are thinking in their hearts. You want to talk about a a text that teaches us of the omniscience, all-knowingness of God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus is God here. And so what does He say to them? Why do you reason these about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, "Your sins are forgiven you," or to say, "Arise and take up your bed and walk"? And it's interesting. Jesus says, "But that you may know that the Son of Man has." power on earth to forgive sins. That son of man language is pulling us back to the book of Daniel. That Jesus is the son of man that was prophesied. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is God in the flesh. Jesus is not just any ordinary man. And he has the power on earth to forgive sins. And he proves it. He shows it. He demonstrates it by telling the paralytic, get up, walk, go home. And so I'm going to go ahead in my Bible and I'm going to underline verse 9 and 10 as well. I think that's another verse that follows RB. What is the best verse to summarize this passage? Uh, Again, you, you can disagree with me. Would you highlight something else in your Bible? Would you underline something else in your Bible as what you think is the best verse to summarize this passage? Well, lastly, we need to ask ourselves, see, what am I called to do in response to this passage? We don't want to be those who are just hearers of God's word, but we want to be doers of God's word. And so what does it call us to do here? Well, again, there's no open command. There's no imperative in the text. So how do we take this out of its first century context and Understand the theological truths that apply to our lives today. Well, one, I'm going to have two here. One is that we have a Savior who forgives sins. How beautiful is that that Jesus could look at you and say, Son, daughter, your sins are forgiven? How beautiful is that First that John 1, 9 tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and, uh, and righteous and will forgive us all of our sins and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. That Jesus will take your sins and he will remove them as far as the east is from the west. That Jesus can take your sins and he will bury them beneath the deepest of oceans. That Jesus will take your sins, and the Father will remember them no more. Are you trusting in Jesus Christ? Does it give you hope and joy that your sins are forgiven? Well, the second is, if that's the case, I would say we should look to verse 12. What does verse 12 say? they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Oh, we should glorify God for the finished work that Jesus has done. We should glorify God that the Son of Man has come. We should glorify God that sins are forgiven. We should glorify God that miracles happen. We should glorify our Father who is in heaven for sending his incarnate Son. Are you glorifying God? I'm going to leave you with those two callings. Let me know how you might do those. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day, and we thank you for your word. God, we pray that you would bless us today. Please care for us. Lord, we pray that we would rejoice that you forgive sins. Lord, and that you are the one who sent your only begotten son to take away our sins. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may you walk today glorifying your Father in heaven. Bye.